What's up, you bunch of big brain barnacles? It's us. It's me. It's David. Grant will be here momentarily after the intro. You know how this works. Just exercise some patience. I will tell you two things up top. Yes, we talk about The Last of Us episode one. We know it's a big deal. It's like the first thing we talk about, so just chill. Two, we know there's been a lot of breaking news around Attack on Titan season four part who knows what. Yes, we cover that as well. We cover it at the end of the news feed, so enjoy that. Um, what else do we talk about? We do Vinland Saga, Episode 2, Near Automata, Episode 2, uh, The New Seed I already mentioned, Trigun, Episode 2, My Hero Academia, Season 6, Episode like 15, Tokyo Avengers, Episode 2, and then we end on more Q&A. Now, normally, this is where I would pass over to Grant and say, hey, cut to their bitchin' musical intro, but nay, waver, but a moment. We have some huge news that I am so proud to share. I would like to announce that this podcast, the Part-Time Otaku Podcast, is now officially sponsored by The Comic Book Shop. As you know, we are an Ottawa podcast, and we have been fans and customers of The Comic Book Shop on Bank Street for quite a while, so we're thrilled to say that they've come on board as a sponsor. Um, if you're in the Ottawa area, and if not, just check out their website and show them some love. Uh, they're at 128 Bank Street. You can go there. You can buy, obviously, comic books figurines, manga. They've got tons of anime merch there. We highly recommend it. Um, on Instagram, they're at the comic book shop bank. Uh, they spell it shop, S-H-O-P-P-E. You can also find their website at thecomicbookshop.com. If you Google comic book shop Ottawa, they will appear first because they're awesome for them being themselves and also for sponsoring this show. Have I mentioned that? We're very excited about it. It's a huge milestone to us. Um, this was a bit of a goal this year, so we're very excited to have accomplished it so early. Thank you again. We look forward to a very productive relationship. And with all that, my friends, you may now enjoy the show. Oh, hey there, Grant. Hey, Dave. What's up, pal? We're just going with pal this week, Harry. Yeah. Pal can be both a positive or negative term, I think, like depending on the context. Sure, tone. Tone is everything. Yeah. Hey there, pal. Yeah, what's up, yeah. bud? <laughs> oh, I hate that. Yeah, I know, that's tough. We, we had a lot of buds where we grew up. Ugh. Um, but on a, on a lighter note, pal, um, how about <laughs> that intro from uh, the audience's past Dave and our future Dave? What do you think about that news? It's so fucking awesome. That, Dave, we've literally checked off a dream. <laughs> of this show pretty cool we uh so obviously we're talking about the intro you did not just skip through um we're sponsored officially by the comic book shop on bank street in ottawa i'm sure that your past dave my future self told you all the details so we won't go through them but we do want to say thank you thank you so much for the sponsor yeah it's a really big deal to us it's a milestone uh we're excited for this next chapter etc but really it does mean a lot we're very very excited Okay. Check them out. It's a great spot. It's it a really it great spot, genuinely so. is. They have a website that I'm sure I have mentioned already, Instagram. But show them some love. Let them know that we sent you. Um, we look forward to the future with them. Okay. Now, with all that heartfelt stuff out of the way, we've got a big show ahead of <laughs> yeah, us. The, big, big you know, for sure. The post show, as you mentioned, like I think last week, Grant, like wasn't really meant to be a Psycho Season version 2. No. 
looking at the lineup last week and this week, it kind of feels like it is. It feels more of a psycho season now than it did. Like the actual, like the you know the dubbed yeah. you know psycho season. It's it's crazy. Yeah, it's weird. Um, okay, so with that in mind, we're, let's get into the first half. We are going to get back to Vinland Saga very shortly near Automata, but we got to start with something that just premiered. We only watched it, you know, when we're recording this, like two days ago. We have to talk about The Last of Us. The Last of Us, episode one. We're going to go over this. So for your reference, uh, Grant has played the video games. I've played like an hour of them. We're not going to mm. spoil any plot points from the video games. I'm sure like... Well, know. it's it's a pretty... It's like a 10-year-old game. Almost a 10-year-old game at this point. So I think... But in the context of the show being adapted, you know, we're going to avoid like... Yeah, exactly. Stuff, obviously. Yeah, because so. I don't even know. Yeah. yeah, so I don't even know what happens in the video games as far as like the actual plot and assuming the plot is loyally adapted and it sounds like it is. So far, yeah. Um, yeah. And especially by all these reviews, my God, have you seen yeah. them? I'm trying to avoid... Like, it's... It, it, I read a couple, uh, I think, because the embargo was up, like, uh, mid-last week, I think. Aggressively early embargo lift, and yeah. it sounds like they gave the reviewers the entire fucking season. A lot of video game outlets got the full season, is what I've been reading. Not like, Yeah, I don't like. I don't know if, like, Variety and all that. Like, you know, like, the like the standard Hollywood. Like, it yeah, seems yeah. like a lot of, like, the gaming uh, community got a lot of love from that. I think that. I saw IGN posted a full review. And yes. they were like... And, yeah. you know from what like the title of the article says is like oh yeah this is like a legit 100% canon adaptation yeah i think so and it's interesting too because i feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of smoke around this show like leading up about like you know it's it's the story but like we're really going to try to like separate it from the two mm -hmm. and from the pilot like you couldn't really tell that's what they were doing which i found interesting you think they would hit that mark up top like really trying to separate if it was going to be different um, but it, it wasn't like, I don't know. I, I loved it. Like as, you know, like a huge fan of the games, like I've played them both multiple times and, um, I, this was a fantastic, fantastic opener to this show. So, so here, this is, I think it begs this question and we should just get this out of the way early. So we bitch a lot and people on the internet, and I think just in general, people that hold source material near and dear to their hearts widely speaking are upset when it's kind of adapted to a new medium and sometimes they feel betrayed and they feel like the original material um is kind of bastardized right that sure. happens you know like you can pretty much name a franchise and there's a group of people somewhere who are pissed off about it being adapted to something yeah, yeah. here's here's my question to you because you've rec you are very aware of the last of us games and that franchise Let's just pretend for the sake of the argument this is like practically 100% accurate to the video game, which I think mm. it's actually quite close based off of what I remember. Pretty close, yeah. Did anything in you be like, oh, I kind of wish they made it their own thing, like just to play devil's advocate? Did, like, did any part of your body, were you at all like, oh, like I would have liked to see some surprises or I would have liked to see their t HBO's artistic take on this material? <sighs> not not with this so much. Like, it's, it's funny, like, and I... I really don't want to jump ahead too much, but I think a problem I'm currently having with Nier is I really wish they were taking swings into a different way of, you know, and I think that might come, I think just because that type of story and kind of like what it's adapting has much more room to like really oh. swing for the fences. Right? Nier, Nier Automata, the anime. Nier Automata, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, yeah the, the recent adaption from A1. But like this, I, I think 
you know, it's such a strong story. You don't want to stray from it, right? right? Like it's 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 the it's the tertiary details you might want to change, not not like you know primary and secondary, right? Right. So the story beats, the character relationships. Yeah, yeah. I think, and you know, like it's. I think that's what they're going for. Maybe I think they were just trying to get some you know buzz out on it, saying that they are making some big changes, and mm-hmm. like I know like they've said they've added characters. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think this is a spoiler, but, like, the original Joel and Ellie from the game, like, it's been highly marketed that they're going to be in the show in new roles. Like, obviously, they're not being Joel and Ellie, respectively. I mean, I, that's not obvious to me because I don't know who those people are. But, but exactly. But it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's like stuff like that that I think they're going to try and change. Like, kind of, you know, some right. set dressing, some okay. background stuff. But I think, so far, from what... I think from what they've shown this episode, they're probably going to keep the trajectory. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm excited, excited I, for that. Uh, we we have to talk about the scene uh, shot from the back of the car, shot for shot, right in the outbreak. Game. One, I I I actually remember playing that, which is crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, two, for, I mean, it's one thing. It, it's this is like HBO's winning, right? Like they're collecting they're collecting payouts from both sides, right? Like there's sure. my side, people who don't know the source material, and it's like that is such a gorgeous oneer, terrifying. That's, that's Heart shot. Racing. So well, the production value, all the extras, the camera work, the camera swiveling, mm-hmm. the chaos, like just from a production standpoint, how that was shot is gorgeous. And then they get paid out again by people like you who are like, oh my God, this is the game yeah. shot by HBO. Like this is exactly what video game fans probably wanted one day when they heard that this was going to be a project. You know what I mean? It's crazy because, you know, like for... <clears throat> Like, you know, I'm, I'm not, like, a vocal minority on the internet by any means. I guess, you know, with the show, I guess I would be vocal to a certain extent. But, like, you know, I, I've been a big proponent over years of, like, I, I, there's nothing more, there's nothing I hate more than a naysayer of, like, video games and story and what they can present. Like, you right. know, a lot of movie people and TV people, they're very quick to jump. Like, well, it's just a game, you know? But, like, you know, <laughs> you can enjoy it all, right? And I think The Last of Us is a perfect example of a game that was like clearly designed to be cinematic, you know, like the, a lot of people involved are like, I feel like, cause Neil Druckmann, the creator of like the, the head guy of like Naughty Dog and you know, the last of us, mm-hmm. both the game, originally the game and the show, I believe he was like a film school guy originally. So oh, like okay. for him to take like the movie stuff into the game and kind of build this world, like it just shows that like, you know, the presentation of a game can be so powerful and for them, I think it just, I think it was like a really cool moment for me to see like, yeah, of course they would take that, specifically that scene shot for shot from the game because it was so mind-blowing. It was, it so was cinematic. cinematic, exactly. The presentation was so perfect, you know, it's, I don't know, it, it was it was just like as a video game fan and, and you know, big, uh, you know, uh, thinker and speaker of like what the medium can do, it was, it was really nice to see that, so. No, that's a good point. You know, in my memory again as not really much of a gamer i remember the argument coming up maybe a decade ago maybe you can tell me when this when this game came out uh bioshock infinite yeah 2007 so that would have been (laughs) you're absurd (laughs) (laughs) you're absurd but i i remember the argument people really kind of coming online and being like games games are clearly more than games right like Mm -hmm. i remember that that game got such good reviews and people are like would you kindly and, and people were like, I cried at the end of this. And I, I kind of was losing my relationship with games at that time. I really only played Halo. And I was like, what? People are crying for story <laughs> in video games? And it just yeah. wasn't... That just wasn't my relationship with, with video games, right? And since then, like, we've only really moved forward, right? Like, I just played the 2019 uh, Ragnarok 
um, God of War. No, it wasn't Ragnarok. Excuse the me. Original God, God of War, War yeah. or the, 2019. Yeah, the 2019. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah, like I would say, uh, while that thing screams like the gameplay is so great, but like at least half the reason I was playing it was for the story. Yep. Like it's just so beautifully shot. So yeah, g- games have come a really long time, to- a uh, really long way. We're probably going to talk a little bit more about video game adaptations in a little bit, but yeah, really, really strong. Is it probably safe to say, Grant, we're going to cover this week to week? Hands down, man. Yeah, <laughs> it's uh, it's I don't know, it's I really liked how like the subtle changes to the story, you know, to make it make a little more sense for TP. You know, like yeah. you know, like the you know the the opening with you know the nineteen sixties like TV talk show, which I thought was like su- like an incredible way to open it. Definitely, I think it was it was smart for them to put the game like the game fans off balance a little bit. Totally, just c- kind of put everyone on an even playing field and then present like the world that like you know these people know. And it, it was kind of like you know open playing field starting. I, I really loved that. Man, uh, but what, uh, what a run Pedro Pascal's on it. Eh? Oh, unreal. I feel like he sad kicked dads. The... He's got the sad dad thing unlocked. But not just that, he kicked the door in on the world with Oberyn Martell in Game of Thrones, and it sure. feels like he hasn't stopped. After that, he got Narcos. Oh, Remember Narcos, so good. dude? How good oh, he was yeah. in that? And then obviously, like, uh, really, really arrived with the Mandalorian. Mm. Um, what else has he done? He was in that dude. Have you seen the unbearable weight of massive talent? I've only, yeah, well, only from what you've told me about it. I heard he was pretty good in it. Yeah. Nicolas Cage is his most absurd self, and he has to be matched on screen. Mm. Otherwise, he's just going to blow that person off screen, and the movie falls apart if, like, his energy sure. isn't matched. Yeah. Pedro Pascal meets him in the middle. Like, they are, and it's comedy. It's hilarious how good it is. And then <laughs> with this, like, he's, uh, he's, he's killing it. He days. really, he really channels, like, Joel and like you know it's like I said I do it's Range. hard to like do it so spot on because I do think the performance in the game it, it is a little gruffer I think Joel's like a bit harder I think yeah. so far you know what in this episode like clearly you know Joel is still like a hard as fuck guy but like you know I think there's a, a little more I think he's a little more welcoming in mm-hmm. this but it, it doesn't like it doesn't kill the character at all. Like I said, Joel in the game is, is very you know warm in his own way. The but, spirit of the yeah. character remains, right? I think the spirit there, and there's like the little changes. And I think like again, if I had not even a nitpick, but I think we just need more time with her as Ellie. Like it, you know, because even in the game too, like she kind of feels one note until she's not. Sure, you know? it's like a big part, you know, and like any you know character developments, any character story, you kind of got to start and you work your way up and. It's the same way with the show. Like, it's a lot of, like, yeah. Ellie yelling and swearing at people and, you know, acting tough. And, like, you know, that's, you know, the character grows. So it's, I, I need to see more of her. But, mm-hmm. uh, but yeah. It's, did, uh, did you know it was going to be an extra long episode? I did not. Actually. Nor did I. <laughs> yeah, that was nice. Yeah, I remember it was getting close to bedtime and, like, one of us had to get a drink or something. It's like, ah, oh, there's five minutes left. Let me check. And I was like, oh, there's just no. 30 minutes left for this thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, never mind. Yeah. By the way, you mentioned the creator's name. Yeah. What was his name? Neil Druckmann. So I so I knew he was involved. I didn't know he was like co-showrunning it with the dude who did Chernobyl. That's why it, that's what calmed everyone down because he yeah. was like, "Yeah, I'm co-writing this." At, at the very least, he's writing some of it. I don't know about all. Yeah, I mean, I think it's co-written or co-created or co-whatever with and like the guy who did Chernobyl. Give me a break, like yeah. slam dunk. Let's Pretty kill good. this thing. Okay, um, very excited. That went about as well as I think it could have for episode one. I think so. So one, the one last thing. Um, so Anna Torv, who plays Tess in this, I had no clue she was in this. Huh? She she's one of my favorite actresses. Like she was on a show years ago called Fringe. It was a, one of one of the uh, one of the first JJ uh, Abrams shows. Um, I remember it. Yeah. 
and like you know she was great in that it was like a, it was like a modern x files and all that I, I love that and she was she was in mindhunter as well um elevated cast like i never even would have thought of like who was gonna play tess and she absolutely like probably the only thing in the show that's like dead on from the game is her as tess she <laughs> like, yeah i would say yeah it's she awesome. seemed kind of perfect yeah. Also, the Marlene's very similar in the game to this. Oh, yeah? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's uh, very, very cool to see. It, it's, it's funny how some stuff they can just be, like, straight from it. And the other stuff is, like, we got to melt this, like, a little different. Like, you know, we got to kind of change our leads a little bit. But So uh, far, their decision-making has been spot on. So yep. really curious to see how they uh, how this run goes. Mm-hmm. All right, let's talk Vinland Saga. This was, like, the lead-in for last week's show. This is probably, you know, until... This afternoon, Vinland Saga was like the biggest thing in anime, um, and we will get to the biggest thing in anime later. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. I'm sure past Dave warned you about it in the intro. Um, but but yeah, let's talk Vinland Saga first. So episode two, this is much more of a quote, episode episode, right? Yeah. Like episode one of season two of Vinland Saga was very much like new character, mm-hmm. time skip. A lot of, lot of heavy work. Yeah, they, get, they needed yeah. to set a big stage. And now, and now we're kind of in it. This is like the show. So very different episode. What did you think? Mm-hmm. I loved it. So it's it's funny. Like I, I I listen back to the episode. Like I feel like an idiot for like you know because I forgot like how how kind of not so much marketed but like a lot of the fan base was saying like you know because people joke this is called like the farm like it's uh, farmland saga now you know mm-hmm. not not villain saga but like and I forgot that but like I think the show. I'm sure there's going to be action. There's going to be violence. I think that's kind oh, of like yeah. in the DNA of like the world they've they've set up. You know, the, the first episodes teed that up alone. But I just I feel like we're really going to get to know Thorfinn. Like I think we're going to kind of like unpack him a little more because not not that he was one note in season one. It was just he was just like he was literally revenge. Like in yeah, Carter. I mean, you know, one note doesn't always mean, have to mean a, a a bad thing, right? Like to your point about. Ellie and Last of Us. It's like mm. you really only saw one side of that character, and I agree with you. I, th- the way they're currently framing it, we could be wrong, but it feels like we're going to be jumping into an introspective arc of what Thorfinn feels and what he's mm. been through, and it feels like he's doing that. He's either is trying to escape it, mm. or he already has, or I don't know. But it okay. I'll say one thing that I feel is probably accurate. It feels like he hasn't dealt with his trauma. Sure. He's not resolved. He's definitely not at peace. He's not doing what he was doing before. But, but he still hasn't... I don't think he's, like, wrestled with it. I think he's, yeah. or he's still, in some in a different way, he's wrestling with, with what happened. So I'm excited to see that. I think, you know, it, it was funny because, like, I, you know, Einer felt, you know, funny in another way. He kind of felt like, oh, is he just going to be, like, the loud, boisterous, like... You know, like kind of like the dummy. You know, that's what I was worried. He was just gonna be like the dummy to Einar? the quiet Thorfinn. Einar. Yeah. yeah, so it is. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So you know, like, but like by the end of the episode, like you can see, like he has that fire in his belly, and you can like I, I can just from like the little personality we've gotten with him and him trying to figure it out and, and you know kind of just Thorfinn like you know trying to teach him how things go and try not to push you know like too many boundaries and all that. I think their relationship is gonna be very very fascinating to watch. Um, I, you know, like, I don't know if it's going to oil and, uh, water here. Yeah. Oh yeah, exactly. And I, like, I don't know if it's going to be, you know, happy go lucky by the end of it. I think, you know, there's going to be some dark notes maybe between their friendship or just like what their circumstances, but, um, yeah, like I was convinced that like this, the farmer guy, is it, uh, not Eichel or their owner, their owner. 
I really thought he was, like, working at the behest of, like, Thorfinn. You know, Thorfinn was, like, kind of hiding away, but it's, like, no, he's just trying to be this, you know, uh, benevolent, you know, character, you know, at the end of the, allowing them to, the opportunity to, like, buy their freedom and all that. Which, which is, is like, interesting, yeah. Very interesting, and it shows, like, the dynamic isn't, like, you know, like, not everyone, you know, the whole interesting, like, the concept of the, um, like, the hired guns, like, the retainers the retainers yeah like yeah. I thought, like that i think that needs to get worked out a little more i think we're going to see more of that soon um but it was interesting to show that like you know at the end of the day like they still kind of treat the former slaves like you know shitty no matter what and, and yeah. all this and that so it's but yeah no it's again op is fantastic see um, i'm not, i'm all about the ed i feel like the ending theme is just so good I'm. I need to warm up to that one. I yeah. definitely f- found myself like wasn't wasn't sure about it, but I kind of the way it kicks in, it's it's so tonally off mm. for the show. Like, I felt you know, it worked this week more than last. You didn't feel like the last scene of this week's episode worked perfectly. No, it's it. It's just it's you know the you know you get, that's I think that's the beauty, uh, the whole package of an anime of like you know you kind of listen to the song so many times you know, beginning and end, you know, at least I do. I know not mm-hmm. everyone's like that, but like you find more things as you go and kind of, you know, the way an episode ends could make it hit more. Like, like you said in this episode, like kind bit of, of a puzzle you you put together over time, right? You know, it's like, you know, by the end you kind of, that's usually where like I've, you know, you get to the end of the journey. You're like, Oh yeah, they kind of, I like the way that kind of all came together and I like this. No, I like that. No, it's, I don't know. It's, um, I'm, I'm definitely more of the OP for now, but mm-hmm. you know, by the end, who knows? But uh, OP gives me uh, big time Attack on Titan vibes, um, just with yeah. some of the imagery and yeah. and, and stuff. Um, I think like it's, it's by far the best show of the season so far. I think like the it's best the standout. Show of, oh. I mean, I'm looking at our. I mean, yeah, probably yeah. Hmm. I, I would agree with that. Um, two things. I, I'm really looking forward to. I wonder if we'll get a episode or a few. Um, going back and showing us the time skip, like how did Thorfinn end up here? How did he mm. end up a slave? Sure. You know, I, one of the strongest finales I can remember in Cliffhangers is is the ending of season one and Askeladd's death speech to, mm. to Thorfinn, like what are you going to do with your life, right? And, and he ends up here. You know, it's peculiar, right? Mm-hmm. And it draws in more questions, right? And I'm really curious to see if we find out how he wound up here. Um, I, it feels, and you know, here's a bold prediction that isn't all that bold. I, I feel like, I mean, I don't know if we're going to kill the farmer's son, but something's going to happen with him, right? He's a hothead. He has like some funny moments this episode. I can't remember his name, but you know, you know who I'm talking about? The farmer's yeah, son who's... Yeah, no, no, yeah. no, 100%. I don't think it's going to come down to like, I don't think that's a plot line that directly involves Thorfinn. Um, I think I think that might loop into the retainer thing personally. Interesting. Um, Does he you know, survive the season? Here's your here's our our brief season. Mm, see, in a show like this, that's a real that's right. A, the, you can't you can't just make that call. I think I don't think he dies at the hands of like Thorfinn. You know, I don't think he steps but like. Does he die? Well. I think they're really setting up like he's clueless, you know, like the mm-hmm. whole scene with him trying to get the sword out and like kind of, yeah, I was, was I was tough. worried. I was, yeah, it was funny though. <laughs> I was worried about the drunk. His, I don't know if they were buddies or there's other farm hands. Like they're kind of, the way they were kind of leading him away. Yeah. They grabbed the horse. I was like, oh, I, and like, yes, you know, it didn't feel good at all. I, I, you know, I definitely felt anxious in that scene of like, oh, like, are they going to like, you know, put this guy out of his misery or whatever and like kind of, you know, fuck with the farm owner or whatnot. But I don't know. It's the it's a show where it, season one just kept me guessing. 
so mm-hmm. often of like what was going and it feels like the stakes are higher in a more passive environment you know like it feels like any anything bad that could happen is just going to be like a lightning bolt you know yeah so it's um because, i don't know i, I think he dies I, I'm, to answer your question i don't think he makes it i would agree i think he dies yeah. and it's going to be violent um i think I, I agree with your point because you're kind of waiting for a match to get struck yeah it feels like my prediction is tough because there's so many memes about like farmland and all that but i, I yeah. feel like we're going to be here a while um and if the show wants to go in this direction and it's hard again it's hard to predict because to your point you don't really know like they could just take a left turn at any time like i would believe you if you said oh we're gonna do 10 more episodes on the farm and i would Mm -hmm. also believe you if you said oh no 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 next week you know canute's army or something is going to happen and it's going to jar thorfinn to his senses and he's going to take violent action Mm -hmm. like i just feel like they could do either my yep. current guess is the former that we're going to be here for a little bit. I think I, yeah, I think we're I would like to for a long beat. Yeah, I would like to flesh out Thorfinn's like introspection. I would like to like analyze his trauma. I want to know what's going on in that head of his. And like to your point about season one, we didn't do a lot of that, right? So no. he's older now. He's more fucked up. <laughs> this is this is the time. Um, but yeah, a, a strong episode. Very strong. Yeah. Let's talk about Near Automata episode two. <laughs> so yeah. You you let something slip before we hit the record button. What, do you not have a lot to say about this one? Do you have strong feelings? What are your thoughts on here? Because I, I have some opinions. You know, like, there's, like, nothing, like, there's just nothing wrong about it, right? But there's mm-hmm. also, like, mm-hmm. nothing exciting going on. I don't know if that's a byproduct of the story isn't firing yet. Like, I know it fires at different points. Yeah. And to me, this doesn't... Like, it's relevant, but it's not relevant. It's it's hard to get into it without, like... Spoiling. Exactly. Like, not, not even spoiling. It's just... It feels like we're going over the same territory. Nothing's really been done. Like, there's... You know, some of the animation is great. Some of it is really not. Mm-hmm. You know? Like, it's kind of, like... It's kind of all over the place. Yeah. Um, CG-wise, you know, the story beats. Like, again, it's... It's design by design to be a little heady and kind of you know out of place and you know like that's you know that's the whole concept of you know yeah. the, the original story it just I, I just feel like i'm drifting you know like sure. i have a hard time paying attention with it it's again it's not bad it's not great um it's just you know there's so many other shows that like are not marketed as like these potential triple a projects that are firing on like way harder you know cylinders than than this is so it's you know, it's it's kind of hard with so much on right now that I would genuinely, you know, I'd, I'd rather watch Revenger right now mm-hmm. or, you know, one of the other, like, original shows or new season shows than, than this. It's, I don't know. It's, you, uh, you make a good point that if you're not giving it your best shot and really delivering, especially when you're in a packed season, you kind of get yep. left behind mm-hmm. see our coverage of To Your Eternity. Yeah. Um, <laughs> But, no, okay, so it's funny. This is one of the rare times we do disagree a little bit. So my guess is our disconnect is you've played the games, and I haven't. Mm -hmm. So I like this episode substantially more than last week's. (laughs) Um, The big thing I... The the reason I feel like I liked it more than last week is last week was like, you know, and and I think part of the reason a lot of people liked it is because it's the first mission in the video game, right? Sure. And it felt like the first mission in a video game, it had a incredibly heavy cg you don't really get to know the the characters the point is you're thrust into the middle of this world and like they accomplish that this feels more like an anime this felt more like 
here's a show, here are the characters, here they are meeting, here's a new environment, oh look, a subplot with a robot gaining potential sentience and, and all that. Like, I liked that they introduced new elements, they had characters meet, and as a viewer, I was like, oh, I'm starting to understand, like, the way this world is supposed to work, like the mm. mechanics, I'm starting to understand the setting. Um, and I'm not saying the pilot should have done that. Pilots are hard, as we have been known to say. Um, but yeah, I, I liked this one more just because it felt more like an anime. It's funny, you know, some of the chatter I saw online, and I have to say I agree with it, is like, what was the worst part animation-wise? Of course it was like the CG mechs that they fly. <laughs> and what was the pilot? It was entirely CG mechs. Yeah. And like, to my, just on that, I, I had a really tough time with that pilot. So you yank all the CG out, or 3D animation, whatever it is, and, like, I'm a little... I, I liked it more. That doesn't mean that it's going to be great. Actually, there's some weird drama on this show that we're going to get to in the news. Yeah, those go to nowhere. It's some, something about this kind of smells a little bit now. After the news that came out today and, like, with this week's episode, I'm not trying to jump to any conclusions. It's kind of like, what really is going on here? Mm-hmm. Um I, I'm, 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 anyway, well, we'll get to that in the news feed, but, uh, but I don't know. It's, Dave, like, I, I do like it, but it feels like it's my fourth or fifth time playing the game. You know? Yeah. I know all the beats. Like, I'm not, like, it's I'm, so I'm, funny. I'm, I'm, I'm blasting through it, you know? So I think that's the problem of, I guess, at the end of the day, this book is the problem with adaption. I wonder how it sound manga readers Adaptation. Sometimes. You know? It's, so it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, yeah. uh, no, you make a little torn. A little torn. It's funny because, we, and I lump us in there because I have bitched so much about adaptations. And it's like, sometimes it's like the audience doesn't know what they want, right? It's like yeah. you give them what they want and they're like, why well, didn't we mean do it exactly like the game? It's like, I don't know. Yeah. But yeah, this this show, like there there are some muddy waters, that is that is for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of which, let's get into the news feed. Let's um, do it. So start do- us off. Did you hear that Damien Chazelle, Damien Chazelle's Babylon may or may not have lost $100 million? So I heard it bombed. And <laughs> yeah. I feel like we... Made $15 million on a $78 million budget or something like that. I read his fucking budget was like 112 Oh, yeah. There's a lot of different numbers flying around. But yeah. the one I've seen the most is a 79 or $79. So it lost tens of millions of dollars, potentially yeah. up to 100 which is tough. I think... Here's the thing, um, and I haven't seen this movie, have you? No, I want to. It's like three hours long. We're part of the problem, right? But yeah. but here's here's what I'm seeing. <laughs> I don't think we are. No, I know. <laughs> here's what I'm seeing. is like We've talked a lot about um, you know, like these indie movies, not even indie movies, just dramatic films not doing great, and we're kind of all... I think a lot of people are waking up or taking notice of like the MCUification, if you want to call it that, of the... Mm. Of the box office and yada, 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 you know, you lose out on a lot of movies and and sequels to great movies because they just can't perform. And sure. I kind of assumed, I was like, dude, it's Damien Chazelle. Like, guy has a track record. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, I have to assume it's good and just, like, not being seen because probably, I don't know, Avatar or something is dominating the box office. But then I investigated it and, like, the reviews are just genuinely not great, man. Yeah, it's there's like a very vocal sect of like that you know they're total like you know the the Babylon Hive you know like they're obsessed with it and you know they're they're really pushing it but it feels like majority of it people just do not like this movie. The yeah one of the takes I, and it's tough because I I haven't seen it and I hate regurgitating a take but I keep seeing it and the thing I keep seeing people say is 
it's um this should have been like a six hour miniseries that there's like too mm. much happening and too much time and not enough to go get through it and like this fucking cast it has like just yeah stacked what a shame yeah what a the shame thing, the thing like you know again like i don't really care but the thing i keep seeing a lot is like damien chazelle is i think he's pretty vocal normally but like yeah. around like kind of the bombing of the movie it is a little like I don't love his take of like coming out like you know like sometimes you gotta take risks like sometimes you gotta make a movie that bombs and it's like come on man like you know like just like you know kind of swallowed like the loss there or whatever but um I don't know and of course everyone that like loves the movie is eating that up saying like you know oh, you're yeah. you know you're a fallen god you know you're brave <laughs> yeah applaud him for his bravery yeah shake my hand but uh, yeah I don't know it's the the politics and like the the you know, the Hollywood adjacent stuff around surrounding the movie is just kind of like a little gross. It's a little self-serving, I find. A lot yeah. Of, and yeah you know, it's, like, it's just Hollywood being Hollywood. It's crazy, because if Damien Chazelle is this young director who's just only had hits, like, you have to think about all of our... the gener- the directors of our generation or that, mm-hmm. were, that are finishing up their careers now. Like, a lot of these guys were white hot until they put yeah. out a stinker. You know what I mean? Sure. And, it, and it humbles you, and then they come back. Um... But yeah, not everything can be fucking whiplash. You know what I mean? Like it, it, it just sounds like a miss. I don't know. I think yeah, I'm trying to think. Like I've really only seen Whiplash of his because he did what First Man, he did La La Land. Yeah, uh, Whiplash, and like you got to like to be fair, Whiplash was his first movie that he wrote and directed. Oh, I didn't know that. And his immediate follow up was La La Land, and his mm-hmm. immediate follow up was First Man. Like those are three very successful movies like first man not on the level as the first two but still a pretty fucking good movie Mm. um and then yeah like and then this movie that loses like nearly a hundred million dollars like that's that's tough that's a tough pill to swallow yeah what what was it tarantino was jackie brown the movie that came out immediately after pulp fiction yeah and people were like and but the thing you know what the problem was it it was it wasn't pulp fiction it wasn't pulp fiction so people like what the fuck is this it was also it was also an adaption yeah. Right. Like it wasn't like in a truly original story, right? So like yeah. that was the other thing too. You know, people were expecting like you know written from the hands of Tarantino, and it was not that. That's a fucking awesome movie. Yeah. God damn, I love Jackie Brown. Yeah, man. All right. So this one, this one really hurts. Better Call Saul has been nominated for forty six Emmys and seven Golden Globes, Dave, and has won none. Um, they pissed someone off, Grant. So, it did, piss someone off? No, did they piss someone off? Like, how do you go... How do you... How do you win none? Like, uh, I understand... Competition. Like, I think there was yeah. some... You know, because, like, there's been waves of the prestige TV, right? Like, you know, oh, this yeah. is just kind of my, my take on all this. Mm-hmm. If you really sit down and you look at all the years that Better Call Saul was out, it was fucking, like... It was like a blood match. Like, it was crazy to stuff. Like, in its last year, it went toe-to-toe with Severance, Succession... You know, all these, like, super mm-hmm. high genre, like, you know, super well-made, you know, series and, you know, and miniseries. Like, it, I think it just comes down to that as a whole. The acting stuff, I think it's the bigger pill to swallow. Like, um, you know, Those Rhea are the Seahorn, big ones that hurt. Rhea Seahorn not winning once and, like, not getting nominated a ton of times is, like, she's hands down one of the best performers in that whole, like, series. Which like, character does she play? Kim Wexler. Oh yeah, she's great. And she only gets better. She only gets better. Like as the eat by each season, like she gets more and more screen time, deservedly. But uh, that's tough. Yeah, that's it. A, reminds me, as you know, like we're currently rewatching. Sam hasn't finished it before, but I have. But we're currently rewatching Mad Men, 
Mm. And John Hamm's the only one to win an Emmy, and it was in his last year. That show won like two Emmys out of 60 nominations or something absurd. And it, they were toe-to-toe to Breaking Bad for most of their run. Mm. And the year he won, it was one, his last season on the show, and two, Breaking Bad had finished airing. Yeah. Like, and half that, ca- more than half the cast, like that's a, it's a bit of an ensemble show if you look at a poster. I think yep. everybody has at least one nomination except for one guy. Like, mm. they just, they also had bad luck. And I'm re-watching it now and it's like, this is an all-time show. How is this not on more lists? Like, it's yeah. very good. It's so good. And hearing you talk the way you are about Better Call Saul makes me think it's, it's just similar bad luck. You know, everyone's trying to make their best thing, right? And yeah. a lot of the time, a lot of these award shows, like, it's it just comes down to, like, a big fight of, like, you know, yeah. again, in the voting body and this and that. And the Golden Globes haven't exactly been on the up and up there for, for a long time. No. So, it's, uh, anyway, it's not, it's not surprising. Yeah. Uh, Dave, Avatar, as of today, is officially the sixth highest growing, grossest movie of all time. I'm going to take my L here. <laughs> 1.9 billion. <laughs> It'll cross two. Yeah. I'll take my L. I think my quote, and someone dig it up if you if you have enough vitriol for me to do that, but <laughs> I think what I said was, and I'm not going to backpedal, like I'm just going to accept this loss. I didn't think it would do this well. I, I think I said like it doesn't come close to the first one. And I mean, you know, it's at two point six. Yeah, it's it's a ways away, but it's within you know it's it's in the top ten of all movies of all time. Like, what do you mm-hmm. want, right? Like, I'll, yeah. I'll take the L. I think the big thing, uh, one of the headlines that I quoted in previous shows, like Cameron was saying, like you know, with the R and D that we've invested, like this thing has to make like fucking. He threw out like a number, like it's hard to tell how serious it was, but he said two billion, mm-hmm. and I. I saw that and I was like, I don't think it's making two billion dollars. <laughs> and I was like, like this guy's, you know what I mean? I just didn't think the appetite was there. Um, I, you know, I really felt like they really piggybacked on the launch of 3D at the time, which did help them. Yeah. But I, I, I gotta say, I did, I did not think that. I think 3D back then was getting people in the door, and then yeah. once they saw what they saw, I think that was you know the the life of it was going to continue. Yeah. But uh, but yeah. let me tell you, and I say this boldly: <laughs> Avatar three is going to fucking bomb. That thing doesn't break a billion. Yeah, we will see. I can't wait. Who knows? There might be six of them. Maybe the sixth one might not make a billion, but uh, I think three is going to do. Well. Yeah, it'll probably do fucking fine. Uh, so the HBO Penguin show uh, in the Matt Reeves Batman uh, universe um, is officially going to tie in to the sequel. Uh, so that's pretty cool. The, I think that's shooting. We talked about this last week. I think that's shooting very soon. Spring so. or something of this year. We'll probably get that next year. Well, yeah. Pretty excited. It wouldn't be a post-show newsfeed segment without some fucking chaotic news out of the DCEU. Well, here we go. Follow up right away. The Flash is doing reshoots this month, so who knows? Uh, yeah. Who knows what's going on? Okay, that, either but... this week or last week, we were talking about like what's going on with this movie. So I guess that's the answer. Reshoots, and but that obviously means they're going ahead, right? I think so. Yeah, you don't... they're not getting yeah. not getting rid of him because <clears throat> it was funny because just a couple days ago, um, again, I <laughs> I don't know, I don't care, so I don't know why I remember this, but. He's officially like charged guilty on something. Uh, I think the uh, the the uh, not arson. Wow, um, Ezra. Yeah, Ezra. He officially got or pleaded guilty to the house, the burglary charge that he had. Breaking I can't the house. keep. I can't keep track yeah. of the charges. But I think that's like the only official charge he has, and he he did plead guilty for it. Oh. So I think this is gonna get. Uh, 
you know, spin doctored, you know, beyond belief, and uh, they're gonna have a hit on their hands, I'm sure. But it's uh, just so interesting. All the all the actors they're canning, and they keep uh, Ezra Miller. It's dude, this is messy. Like I know we we keep covering it, but it, it's like a slow motion car crash. Like they're firing this person, but not that one. But they're gonna keep yeah. pieces of people that were in the DCEU, but not others. It's it's complicated. Uh, I also saw James Gunn going back and forth on Twitter, <clears throat> people bothering him about Superman casting. I mean, I appreciate this. He said, there's zero news. Mm. We aren't even looking. We will start looking when he's done writing a script, which he is mm. still doing. So script isn't written yet, so it's it's that early. So yeah. take it take that as you will. He loves fighting people online. Yeah, I don't does. have I, I don't have the energy. I, I would never have the energy. To How does anyone have the energy for that kind yeah. of shit? To be rich, probably. But, uh, yeah. Um, okay. The Bear, season mm. two, will oh, yeah. de- debut early summer 23. So excited. I had, like, a lot of feelings that they might just, like, take the money, take the awards, and run. He won a Golden mm. Globe, by the way, Jeremy Allen yes. White, for, for his work on The Bear. I, I was, uh, like, th- that had miniseries vibes, or limited no, series. No, it didn't. No, it didn't. Everything about that was teeing up. Like, well, the end teed up. But yeah, when I was watching yeah. it, I was like, "This is good enough that like you know you could stop, right? Like, people would remember this and like rate it very highly." But I mean, they had a winner. People are too invested in like the Anthony Bourdain's and like that whole genre of like Ooh, re- make a good re- point. reality TV and like the reruns and the you know the Gordon Ram like the Kitchen Nightmare like. The ecosystem, the darkness, like, the, the darkness of a restaurant, and how cool that is. Like I've worked in restaurants for you know uh, probably way longer than I ever should have, uh-huh. and uh, you know yeah they can get pretty dark there, but a lot of the times it's it's not as fun as this show presents. I I just find it so funny that people you know it's like the Sons of Anarchy thing to me. Like I watch it, yeah, but like the way people would idolize like the bikers in that show, it's it's uh, give me it's a break, fucking, right? It's a little fucking weird, but uh, yeah. But anyway, I'm not saying the show this show is like that, but. The people are too attached to this world, you know, like, you know, it's, uh, they're, you know, you, you know what I'm getting at. But, Hard to uh, let it hit go, I think. I, I get it. No ways. Yeah. I, I remember asking a couple of people, did you watch that? And they go, I did. I loved it. It's just, it's just so stressful. I couldn't finish. Yeah. And I was like, yeah, there's, that's why there's, I couldn't turn it off. There's a couple of scenes from Leanne and I were just like, like we were so anxious. We're like, wow, I never want to have to do that again. Like, in, yeah. like if I've been there in like real life, I don't want to be, uh, ever do that again. So. Yeah. Okay, Jackie Chan says they're working on Rush Hour 4. Working on is very loose. Is it in production? No. They're talking to a studio about doing it. I kind of got duped with this article, but when I put it in the news feed, it was like, oh, they're doing Rush Hour 4? It's like they're talking to the studio about doing Rush Hour 4. We are well overdue for a new one. Yeah, I would take it. That movie would crush. I Uh, genuinely feel. It would crush. I would also be so curious to see how they make that movie today dude go watch rush hour one through three they are yep. not they not a lot of age well not a lot of age well <laughs> and but like i mean i don't like yeah i'd just be so curious what do you do for rush hour four like do you change it completely do you try and just be like no no we're not changing like do you pull like kind of like a top gun and be like no fuck it we're making an 80s movie today like do you just try and force it i don't know what they do but i'd be so mm. curious I don't think they do. I'm just saying, like, what direction do they do? do they I don't go? think I don't think they would ever do like Rush Hour Light, but I don't think they would completely shy away from like what they were. Yeah, if exactly. that makes any sense. No, I, know I what you mean yeah. keep the DNA. It would be more like it wouldn't be full on like Twenty One Jump Street. Like it wouldn't be meta, but it would still keep the tone of like this is like a fucking ridiculous action movie. Yeah, you know, like it's I don't know. It's uh, I they can make a ten of them. I would yeah. watch all of them. So, um. Okay, we alluded to this earlier. So there's some there's some 
controversy slash confusion about near automata the show we we were just talking about episode two so i think the short version is that the total episode count is unknown the existence of a second core is unknown and apparently there are well-known issues uh scheduling issues about production between aniplex and a1 the studio who made it so no one really knows what the deal is with this show and how long how much of it there's going to be and if there is a second core and when it comes out if so it just sounds like they had a troubled production is that fair yeah but like the thing i don't understand is nothing about this nothing about this to me seemed more than a 12 episode run like you know like the right. the, the the genuine idea that like this would be more than 12 I, I would find that shocking if they were like I I could see them wrapping this up in twelve episodes like okay well, okay so that's valuable insight because you've played yeah. the game and you're saying like at the pace they're going you could see them doing this justice in ten see, more I can I can see the corners they would cut yeah you know and like the stuff that you know they would ramp up into you mm-hmm. know kind of there's ways that you know they can obviously combine things like you know adaptions they get pretty creative especially in anime um you know adapting you know the the manga and all that so. The games would be in a similar note because they are doing a lot of fun things like at the end of the episode like they're kind of going over the different endings and like you know kind of because that, you know that's like a whole point in the game there's multiple endings yeah and they, they play around with the with like the timeline of a game so you know at the rate they're going like i don't know it's it, it's hard to say because we also don't know if there is going to be a shift off point where if it comes completely new right like right. we really don't know because they have said it's not you know, it's not a one-to-one adaption by any means. I think the the version 1.1a is like a fun little like we're gonna get weird with it at right. some point. So twelve episodes seems realistic, but yeah, this seemed like a finite series to me. Interesting. Um, so I wonder why all this drama keeps coming about about coming out about the studio between them and Aniplex. I wonder what's going on. Is it just confusion? I don't know. I don't know because I've seen a couple of people saying like A one's got like a heavy plate right now, and but like a lot of the studios do. It's, uh, you know, we'll get into scheduling and uh, production, you know, production. That's next, and all yeah. That. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's, obviously, we're going to find out more probably sooner than later. But, uh, yeah, nothing about it seems super troubled. But, like, there's this, like a lot of news is coming out about, like, the scheduling and all that, which is weird. Because you don't, it's not, they're not usually that front forward about it. Yeah. Um, until, like, there's, like, a major problem. Like, the stuff with, you know, Uncle, uh, Uncle from Another World, where it's, like, yeah, like, we're getting, like, completely hammered by COVID and stuff like that. You know, they're pretty open about that kind of thing. But, tr- like, tr- you know, kind of in-studio bullshit and, like, production or publishing bullshit. You don't usually see much about that, so. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, well, let's let's get into more... Let's get into the weeds a little bit on scheduling stuff. So, breaking news, and this will be its own little segment. I figured, like, we would end up talking about this, and it might eat into our time a little bit. But it's big news, and it's... Dude, this was trending worldwide. Uh, yeah. Aaron Yeager was trending. MAPPA was trending. <laughs> um, there's, there's memes everywhere. We, we can't not talk about it, because, as you may or may not know, if you're new to the podcast, we started it to cover Attack on Titan, because we felt like we were going to watch the last season, you know, two years ago. <laughs> so... We have to talk about the news today. So the news is this. Um, Attack on Titan, the final season slash the final part, is scheduled to air on March 3rd. The confusion is that MAPPA has put out a statement saying it's going to be released in two parts. We're going to dissect all of that, um, but I want to give someone a shout out. 
that you know we put out a q a every monday um on our instagram at part-time otaku podcast that you should follow and we say ask us questions we'll answer them on the podcast we usually do that towards the end of the podcast we might still do it today if we have time but one of our favorite listeners has submitted to us what do you guys think about the this announcement and you know the fallout and the confusion shout out abanak shout out abanak thank you for your question so let's give this a little bit of time um i i'll start us off grant i think you know my knee-jerk reaction was like oh march like that's actually (laughs) sooner than i thought because you know we saw no announcements whatsoever they even had a trailer which actually looked quite good Mm. But the immediate uh, follow, what you sh- sent me this morning, is like, oh, but it's <laughs> going to be in two parts. Yeah. And that's confusing because everything we've seen from manga readers is that there's only nine chapters left. I made a mistake of saying nine volumes before. Nine chapters is way less than nine well, volumes. Dude, it's like reading, four or five episodes. I was reading two. Se- season one and season two. Or Sorry. Wow. Jesus Christ. Seasons four, part one and two, uh, I think more so part two, were at like a a pace of one and a half chapters per episode. Yeah. So like, they were slow. They were taking their yeah. time. Yeah. Um, so th- there's two arguments that I'm seeing. Um, one is that there are going to be two cores and like that would be like <sighs> three episodes each, which mm. makes not a lot of sense to me. No. And there's another th- read on uh, Reddit thread that you sent over from one person who speaks japanese and they Mm. said no no this is mistranslated these are just going to be two final episodes that are likely going to be longer Mm. um like maybe not movie length because i just don't know if there's enough time to do two movies like you maybe two what do you think maybe two one hour episodes not i think we're getting 45 minute episodes like months apart yeah, probably no breaks. But again, everything. What else I've been reading too is like what's gonna, probably what is gonna happen in, um, the second part. They got a lot of animating to do. <laughs> like they got like a very heavy like it's visually it's gonna be like it's a huge workload. And Mappa has come out and said as much like, hey, like fucking like we need we need some time still. You know. Yeah. So, like, I think mm. I think they have a lot of I think they have a lot of heavy lifting to do for that last part. One of the um, I mean I I heard people say the last two parts or or like literally when when season four part two ended people said oh so they're literally just leaving like action and crazy finale stuff for the last part like I think it's just going to be a lot of action in both of the final parts which is mm. ridiculous to say that's a sentence I never thought I'd say but. <laughs> you know there's other people I saw one thread on Reddit one post that made a lot. Of the rounds, um, people are saying, you know, uh, a typical episode has three to four hundred cuts in it. Don't ask mm. me what a cut is, what constitutes a cut. But MAPPA put out, like, a drawing um, showing that, the you know, a cut 930 or something from one of these episodes. Wow. Indicating, and people are taking that to say, see, this is another data point that proves these episodes are just longer. Mm. So, it's one or two things. There's either two very short cores ahead... Or two extra long episodes ahead. Is that probably fair? Yeah, I. If like say you had the call, what would you rather? Th- like three and three or one and one? I don't know. I think me personally, one and one. I probably think, one and one. I, I think it'd be a bit a better behind. I, I think dragging it out by three weeks or even like two weeks. You know, do one like like a, do like yeah. a bigger episode. You know, but I, I have to say, I, dude, yeah. neither option is good. 
No, I don't like it. It's, it's like at ridiculous. All. But like, it is what it is. Like, you know. Oh yeah, we're, we're I love not... the like the milk it meme. I can milk this meme going around. That is that is funny. that is so. Funny shit. But, we we uh, have to. I think we have to give our takes on this. Like yeah. simply put, yeah. Do you think they are intentionally milking it? No, no. I think uh, I think there's a bit of a greedy production studio going on or the sorry the production committee has been because mm-hmm. there's it came out recently that like wit straight up like wit said no to season four because mm-hmm. like we're not fucking around with your time schedule yeah like that's ridiculous and yeah. like that's why mappa got it like wit would have done this had it been like you know a little more acceptable terms but mm-hmm. uh so i i think this just i think this is just the production committee and I think it just got away from them and here well we i i think they expected too much and then you know i think mappa can only do so much right and then it's you know it's workload this and workload that but I, I i don't think this is a maybe it's a milking it from one end but i don't think it's mappa itself doing this yeah i i think i agree i think a lot like there are obviously a lot of moving parts right and a lot of people we've talked about this before like in a crisis people just want someone's head right yeah they want to po- find the guy and be like see it's his fault he made the decision in reality probably a lot of moving parts a lot of factors that we're unaware of but yeah i would agree like i think i I know the article you're referencing wit said no to an overly aggressive schedule Mm -hmm. mappa doesn't say no to anything apparently (laughs) and i think that it caught up to them and they delivered kind of a subpar product the first time around and like Mm. the internet let them know that in a very unforgiving way they got grilled pretty hard yeah and um and apparently the last couple parts here are super super ambitious Mm. um so yeah like if they say they need more time they probably need more time i think what here like my biggest peeve about this and i recognize that there are some cultural differences here but if mappa the studio if you can blame them for anything and i think they they are to blame for a couple things here they really fumbled the bag on communicating their release Mm -hmm. intentions when season four came out to begin with and they, they really fumbled the bag on the naming convention of these seasons. Like, mm-hmm. that blames, it lies solely with them. Like, season four, season four, part one, part two, the final part one of two, and then part two is fucking ridiculous. It is ludicrous. Like, <laughs> I get that it's, like, the biggest, or if not one of the biggest animes on the planet, fine, whatever. But, like, and you know what I mean? Like, they... I don't know if they backed themselves into this corner, but yeah, I don't know. They've kind of reaped what they sowed here with the way they've handled announcements and, and all the ambiguity. I get that they have a whole schedule and that it, it's tough, but it's not a good look. And I got to no. say, like, there are so many sour manga readers out there. And it's, dude, it's going to be tough if at the end of this, like, we don't like the ending. And it kind of, like, how are we not going to feel a little bit ticked off? Like, this show is so dear to me. But, like, dude, what if we hate the ending at the end of the final season three years in a row yeah you know i think i think it'll be if they can keep it like three to four months apart i think you know regard or no matter how it kind of plays out in the end i think it might be i think that's a very digestible pill yeah but if they drop this fucking thing in like december the part like the second part in december or even like oh we got to push it again into like january like you know this time next year rumors rumors i see are near end of 23 yeah so like November, you know, December. How stuff. ambitious, like, are we really going here? Like, how how behind? Like, you know, that's the thing, too. There's, like, it got leaked. You know, again, there's no nothing official. Like, the word on the street is they're doing One Punch Man Season 3. Right. You know, and, like, you know, people are already fucking losing their shit about that because there's apparently some pretty impressive things they need to adapt 
for that mm. season potentially. So, you know, like it's, I think there's going to be a lot more focus on them, like in the coming months, because they have like a couple of their shows. They have Jujutsu Kaisen in the summer too. Yeah, you know, they have this in the spring potentially. The part, you know, the second part of the oh my god, the, the naming convention of it is asinine. Yeah. Um. But yeah, I don't know. It's, I I'm a little soured. Truly, I saw. I've never gone from so elated to deflated from when I saw on Twitter the part, you know, the final part trailer, and then the second I get into it, it's like being split up, and I'm like, fuck, like, come yeah. on. It, like, yeah. And I don't want to be, because I think that, you know, I mentioned like Mappa got a lot of hell for part one, mm. and I think you and I, we were covering it, and like our take pretty often was like, yeah, this CG is a little rough, but like, let's not send death threats to the animators. Like, the, inter- the internet does tend to get away from it, get away from itself a little bit on this kind of stuff, and, and I, I agree, like, it is being blown out of proportion. But I do have to say, like, in a year or two, assuming this thing is actually done, like, and we look back at Attack on Titan, it opened me up to so many other anime. It opened us up to a whole mm-hmm. podcast. It is going to be hard with to separate... With a goddamn sponsor. <laughs> yeah, with a goddamn sponsor. It is going to be hard to separate the story and how great the story was yeah. from the uncertainty of like, what the fuck is happening with this show? Mm-hmm. Like, dude, you remember like we did a top five anime podcast that you should go listen to. Um, if you haven't heard it, but we were doing that and I recapped all the plot points that happened mm-hmm. in season four, part two. Like yeah. I had to look it up because so much of what I remember about season four, part two was like, we were just constantly like, are, is it ending? Is, is it yeah. not? No one knew. Done? Manga readers didn't know. Everyone's stressing about the pace. Like, no one knew anything. There was no announcements. There was complete uncertainty. You know what? Like, they dangle the care. Like, it was just messy. And it's hard to not, yeah, like you said, be a little bit sour grapes about it. So it's irritating. And if after and after all this, they, if, the, if the ending just isn't good, because you know a good amount of manga readers feel that way, whether it's a vocal minority, who knows? I don't want to investigate to find out the truth. But, like, shit's dicey. You know what I mean? I just wanted I just wanted to know how it ended. It's fucking Land the irritating. Plane. Land the plane, guys. Yeah. Alright. That's that's probably enough negativity. Let's talk about something positive, like Trigon Stampede episode two. Yeah, boy. You like this one? No. <laughs> <laughs> um Okay, so Vivian did shoot me a note uh when we were talking about the show. She said it's technically three D animation and not CG. It's slightly different. Sure. This is a Good point that she makes. I think my counterpoint is that is 3D animation supposed to look like a PlayStation cutscene? Yeah. I feel like I was watching Virtua Fighter at a couple of points. <laughs> some of these, uh, I will say though, like, dude, some of those action scenes are pretty tight. So, okay, I got it, I got here right, like, in, in my notes. Um, so, similar to last week, I find when the animation works, it soars, but there are definitely some awkward moments. And, and yeah. anytime it slows down, all you can notice is like the like the low frame count and like this and that. I find there's a couple of moments like the voices. Leanna pointed out too. She's like, it doesn't feel like the voices are matching their lips. You feel like you're watching the wrong sub. Yeah, the wrong and, language. But you know, but like when they kick up the speed, the show looks phenomenal. Like Dude. it looks better than anything else this season so far. I, like it's yeah, it's very strange. I totally agree. It's really weird because you to back to attack on titan or, or or even like this thing about uh we have this joke about how it's not you know you if you do cars you got to cg them apparently but like <laughs> attack on titan with the titans right like yeah. a lot of the time shows do this because it's too much time and effort to to hand draw right and like especially for action sequences like sometimes it just makes more sense it's more 
um, God, what's the word? It's just more viable. It's more efficient to 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 CG or 3D animate some of these action scenes, right? Um, and you completely see that. Like, there's like a fight scene in this thing. It and it's awesome. It mm-hmm. screams. But everything other than that does there was not, a, It looks bad. There's a moment when. I think so. The scene in the bar where they all pull their, like originally pull their guns on him, like they're they're, they're yeah. trying to you know put him in, and like it cuts to him like it's like an alleyway shot, and him kind of come flying out of the alleyway and kind of like crashing, and him like fumbling and trying to get away. Yeah. I was like, this is like ugly as sin. Like I could not like it just looks so bad, and then like they immediately followed up like the fluidity, like the bigger the scope the more beautiful and, and just more fluid it is. Like, you know, they have, like, the, the flashbacks to the scene in space where the ship is blowing up and they kind of make their way down to the planet. Yep, yep. You know, it's like, whole like, fuck, like, do more of that. You know, and again, it's at dark and it's easier to hide that stuff in, you know, in a, with a dark background. You know, like, but mid, still, mid, it's the lighting. But the like, fluidity. I the fluidity, like, it's, it's there and it's present, but, like, anytime they're talking and, like, what they're saying is interesting. Also, like, the, the, vo- I don't, love the performance of uh vash yeah they it's again it feels very like stop and go stop and go you know like it's not the conversations don't flow as nice and again that kind of goes to like the the lip syncing uh kind of being off as no, well but it's you're right yeah it's it's a bummer because like i'm actually like i i was thinking about the second episode all week and you know i'm also very excited for the next one i want to see like i want to see the stuff they pull off you know i'm i'm kind of just gonna probably turn my brain off for the stuff that doesn't but uh i'm excited what they can do you you raise a really good point and i think that it we've talked about how like you know you want your audience to have a strong opinion and like the Mm. worst one they can have is indifference you know what i mean but i think another tough opinion to have is like i'm just gonna watch this show and not expect anything like Mm. i'm just gonna turn my brain off and know that this aspect of it is bad Mm-hmm. and just be okay with it like that's tough too that's a tough you know what i mean like walking into a show and be like I, i'm ready to compromise here we go like i don't know I, with if every episode of trigon is like this i don't know if i'm gonna stick around and that's tough yeah. because tough. i know this is so near and dear to so many people and i wanted to like be in on it mm. and it's like dude i don't i'm not having a blast you know what it I mean? does it uh, by the the end of the episode i was like you know what maybe i should just go watch the original dude you that, know, kind of see i was just people. thinking that i was yeah. like what like people freaked the fuck out when this trailer came out for this mm. like you know like this piece of their childhood was coming back and i was like well i mean i don't know we've discovered so many anime years after the fact why not the original trigun so i don't know i'm gonna give this a few more yeah. tries and if it just doesn't stick i think i might go back to the original and just see how that feels yeah give it a couple more triguns yeah <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing considering your parenthood that we're not more offensive with the puns <laughs> it's just sitting there yeah yeah uh, yeah dave you want to talk about the best episode of my hero this season yes yeah um the ending yeah. scene grant is what they put in the preview last week uh of uh spoiler alert all for one on the beach like free like they put oh. that in the fucking preview remember last week i was like yo dude they spoil oh, that's what they show <laughs> they show him out i was like wait oh, what the fuck oh my god <laughs> they're so lawless with those trailers i couldn't believe it so uh, i was like yeah he gets trailer. out <laughs> like but no it's a fantastic episode dude stain is back yeah man the this is gonna like i felt like such a moron like in the episode like when everyone is kind of getting you know 
broken out of jail and they're slowly revealing all these like former big bads from like previous seasons i was like oh my god fucking duh like of course like there's all like this you know this collection of villains they like you know like muscle overhaul guy. muscle guy overhaul uh, uh, Moonfish, the the dude, the, the fucking blade mouth. Dude. I totally forgot about him. Yeah, he how kills evil a bunch he of people. Was. Yeah, you know, I was like muscle oh, guy that beat up Deku in like season two or three. Yeah, I'm, like we were watching because like Leanna's like watched like the first season and like kind of you know oh, okay. five and six, and he shows up and he's just throwing down. And I was like, oh yeah, like him and Deku like threw down for like eight episodes. <laughs> yeah, that <laughs> like, was back in season three. Like that was such a good arc. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, it's it was just one of those things of... Because that was what I was worried about, and we had talked about this um, probably, I guess, two episodes ago. Um, yeah. And I was I was a little worried, like, they were just going to, like, okay, here's a new villain, you know. Um, you know, like, like here's a new villain, and then, like, we got to do this whole process of, like, you know, four or five episodes uh, t- to get to know them, and then, you know, the season's just going to be over. I'm glad they're going back to, like, what we have, characters that can get that little extra development with, you know, All for One. Yeah. Um, so, I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I like the direction we're going. We did kind of get, like, a new hero. She kind of had a little bit of, uh, she had some monologue. Uh, a, l- a little monologue as they were escaping, but, uh, yeah. yeah, I don't know. This is by probably, probably the best episode in probably, like, all of last season, and, uh, and, definitely this season i really really enjoyed the jailbreak i feel like um I, I i didn't anticipate that they would simultaneously break out more jails like I, it's weird man like sometimes my hero does this thing where you feel like you're getting close to the end of something and then they like twist they let a bolt loose and now like it feels like the show could start over you yeah. know what i mean um i felt like the they did a really good tempo change um by going to the hospital yeah. and showing Shoto and Bakugo. Mm-hmm. Now, take bets. By end of the season, does Eri fix Deku's arms? Yeah, 100%. Yeah? That's that's how we kick into like the tail end of this core, I but, think. Yeah, I think that happens before the season ends. But it's, it's a problem, right? Because it's like the time travel box right Mm -hmm. or the time travel mechanic when you have a character that can fix any well not any problem but you know what i mean where that can heal seemingly permanent damage like are Mm -hmm. they is it just tempting to use her for everything after that like anytime someone's really hurt well they've already done it with mirio right so they they set the precedent yeah so the interesting thing because overhaul's back right and he was yeah. the architect of all that. So I wonder if, like, they're just going to continue going back to that wheelhouse of, like, oh, we can do it on a bigger scale. Or continuously do it on a bigger scale, you know? So right. I don't know. It's, um... There's oh, right. Overhaul's missing arms now, eh? So he's not really a threat. Yeah. Yeah, because his quirk, I guess, too... Because it, it was his hands directly that he, um, Yeah. I mean, I wonder yeah. if he could do it with his feet. <laughs> Who knows? Yeah, I don't know if they're going to get Or they him. get their hands on Aerie again. You know? He want Because that's... It's not technically his daughter, if I no no it's correctly. Not. Yeah. So who knows? Like maybe they get, maybe he informs you know uh, all for one of the existence of Airy, and you know he makes a gun for her and kind of fixes overhaul and all these other here. I don't know. I think there's some very interesting stuff they can do. It's been a long time since I'm like this show can. It's probably it genuinely surprised me. I was like, I think we're in for some good episodes. You know, again, could could be talking too soon, and they uh, pull nah. a fast one on us. But, I agree. You know, it's uh, it's fun to be excited on a show you love. It yeah. is. 
Um, I also really loved the... I know it was brief. I liked the Aizawa and vocal guy scene. Yep. That was good. I like mm-hmm. I like that there are consequences. I still think instead of killing like Miss Midnight semi more of a tertiary character. She was she aware. Was around. Yeah. Okay, dude, and I still think they should have killed Gran Torino, but th- there's a frame <laughs> yeah. that I they I told the ad I was like Mitchy Dave's pissed watching. This, this guy needs to die. I just kill the elderly. You heard it here first. <laughs> I'm kidding. But um but like Gran Tur- they keep showing this frame of uh oh god what's her name the one for all shimura uh shimura and and him crying like Mm. holding each other while she tells him that she let go of her son right Mm. and she's erased all records of it and it just to me really feels like parents mourning the loss of their child yeah it's like they won't fully dedicate to the bit like but do, do you see where i'm coming from 100%. 100%. Yeah. So, like, do there's you... There's more s- to that scene. I think there's more to be said in that moment. Yeah, we're going to get, like, a longer version of it at some point? Yeah, 100%. I think. That's, that's my bet. Because yeah. she's dead and gone. And, like, he's been around. Like, Gran Torino has seen Tomura Shigaraki Toya in action. No, not Toya. Is it Toya? Uh, no, Toya is Dobby's real name, right? Yeah. Uh, um, I forget. Tomura? Tomura, yeah. I, he's seen him several times now. Like... Is that his grandson? Mm. I'm or very. His son? It wouldn't be his son because he. Oh killed, no! Uh, oh, Shigaraki true. killed his dad. Shimura was his grandmother. But like, you gotcha. know what I mean? Like, yes. is he? Is that his grandson? And if if not, why would it not be? Why would they wait so long? I don't know. I'm I'm curious about that. Could be a guilt plot line. Maybe they get could be. I mean, they played yeah. this. To be fair, they played the Dobby thing out. Like they didn't do that reveal for six seasons. <sighs> so fair is fair. The, the show is not known for its pace. Or it's brevity. Um, okay, speaking of pace and brevity, let's let's talk about Tokyo Revengers season two, episode two. This feels like an episode of season one. Dave, uh, <laughs> they are back to their old shenanigans. Like literally, nothing has changed. So pacing, intention, yeah. intentional pacing. I think I genuinely believe that. I think they were trying to pad this episode out. Yeah, did you? Was there an animation drop between the first this one? And nope, I don't think the animation quality I think is is similar to the first episode. Yeah, uh, but to me, there were intentional pauses, prolonged moments of shock. Yeah, you know, like the kind of like bullshit, like it's almost like repetitive monologuing between some of the Black Dragon members. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> yeah, da- I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a there's a moment. I was like, fucking, he's not exactly big brain Takemichi, is he? Because there was like a, he's like, wait, isn't he's thinking like he's internal monologuing? He's like, isn't yeah. this guy a member of Black Dragon? And then like yeah. next scene, he sees a bunch of coats with BD on it. He's like, BD, BD. <laughs> what could this stand for? And I was like, yeah. he's never saving Hina, is he? Like this no. girl's gonna die every time. Oh uh, yeah, he's he's continuously killing her and us. So it's uh. It's awful. Dave, um, something, I had, like, a realization this moment, you know, because, you know, I, I was telling you, like, we uh, we got the show and jump app now for, for the I I think this is a much better experience reading the manga. Truly. Dude, let's... Control your own pace. You know what, dude? I, I could dedicate, we could even do a special segment on the show. We could save ourselves this pain. Yep. We could watch a couple more episodes if you want, but if you mm-hmm. want to say fuck it and start reading the manga, I'll do it with you. I'll, I'll get I, the Shonen Jump app. We can yep. do it. We'll cover the we whole should. series in a special episode or a special <laughs> segment or something. And just like, it's out of our lives. It is gratingly. The pacing is is uh, 
I think they were fucking with us a little bit, honestly. Like, so, this was... Everything Everything about this episode fell flat for me. It's just... A, it, it, yeah. didn't, it wasn't even, like, that it fell flat. It was just... For me, it was, it was the stuff I didn't like about season one, which was a lot of it. Yeah. It's, uh, it's funny, because the good stuff often pays for the bad stuff in shows, but the problem is it feels like the ratio is way off. Like, there's too much blah. And again, I, I don't know what it is. I just still feel like we're too old, or we're just there's something about it we just don't connect with because people love this thing yeah like the monk is huge like there's something there and i think i need to be able to control the pace myself what's the demographic maybe that's what we need to read what what's how old are the kids reading this thing 16 come on yeah yeah majority but to be fair majority of the stuff we watch is targeted for 16 year olds and that doesn't that connects fine mob psycho connected fantastic you know, like it's, you know, there's obviously some that kind of, you know, there's like, you know, blends of one or the other, but I don't know, it's, uh, I'm going to keep watching because it's, it's kind of fun to get mad you're at the a TV. Maskist. Yeah, it's, it's fun to get mad at the TV sometimes and like kind of, you know, laugh it out like what's yeah. Sticky Michi up to this week there, but Sticky this Michi. was, this was like a reminder of like, oh yeah, that was a hard watch last, last year. True say. Year before, so. All right. Um, Okay, let's let's end on the insta- Instagram sensation that is sweeping the nen- nation. Jesus, it is late. <laughs> it's only Tuesday. I'm so tired. Um, we're keeping it in. That's the kind of show we are, guys. We don't cut. Let's talk about the Q and A. Um, again, shout out to Abenak for your question on uh, Attack on Titan. I think we probably ranted about that enough. Uh, let's do something a little more lighthearted. Our homie friend of the show who did the awesome intro you guys heard at the beginning ronson submitted a question this week can you yeah can you you name your uh favorite and least favorite video game adaptations so far it could be series anime film so you know what's funny is we we talk about adaptations a lot and we talk about how they miss a lot i kind of actually had to do some googling for this one oh really um yeah i i I think i misread the question initially i was like oh he only means anime and i was like well i often hear about these stinkers mm. in anime and i tune right out i tried a bunch mm. that i didn't i never finished so i'll mention a couple that i tried and they were so bad that i didn't even watch them mm. um tekken has a bunch of anime adaptations they oh, all stink i saw i knew there was one recently i didn't know there's a lot bayonetta has a couple tries really stinks yep what? Uh, and one that's going to take you by surprise, Grant, Mass Effect had an anime adaptation. Oh, those were shorts, though. They yeah. Were, that wasn't a full series. I think it was yeah. a full... Didn't they do a full series? I think it was, like, little vignettes released, like, you know, over, like, a few months. I oh, okay. remember it being, like, a full-blown series. I think I watched one and I didn't like it. Yeah. Um... I can picture Garrus in one. And was, then the obvious... Based on Archangel, yeah. The, the obvious one that comes to me that I actually did watch is the adaptation of uh full metal alchemist the live action movies oh. and we've, we've actually bitched about that on this podcast because like they actually greenlit two more um despite horrendous reviews mm. which just french scar <laughs> yeah <laughs> i literally i have that i have that trailer pinned in youtube I, i'll just watch it every now and then i love it it's so good you're a sick person <laughs> it's so funny the actually the tokyo revengers one is pretty funny too Watch that every now and then. Ugh. Um, but, uh, well, what about some favorite video game adaptions? I know one. You've you know you're the the biggest pro- uh, proponent of it. Yeah, I, you know the one I think of uh, because it surprised so many people, and I still recommend is Castlevania mm-hmm. on on Netflix. You know, like the one that you know 
is probably like the biggest in, of last year was Cyberpunk Edge Runners. Mm-hmm. Not really like it's tough, right? Because I don't think like you played the game. It's not like a plot adaptation from game to show, right? It's more like a, just the show is in the universe. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I guess it's, like, just more the same IP. And even then, like, they could be pulling from, like, the tabletop game more so than yeah. the game itself, Good right? point. So it's, yeah. But why? What about you? you um, so, least favorite, um, I can't, you, you mentioned a lot of the anime ones, but, like, film adaption, the, probably my least favorite is the Warcraft movie. That bummed me out. Oh, yeah. That was pretty bad. That was tough. I forgot. Um... I think a lot of the Resident Evil movies uh, got away from themselves, um, mm-hmm. like flat out. I think openly they were like, "Yeah, no, this is not. Uh, we're doing our own thing here." Mm-hmm. And I, that world was so rich, like kind of goofy in its own way, but really, really cool world building. Yeah. Um, favorite, uh, hands down, is the original Mortal Kombat. That is a staple of my childhood. Um, oh, I haven't seen that in so long. It like it holds up and it doesn't at the same time, but it's it's an absolute trip. And I know that people hate the second one, but I, I equally like the second and Mortal Kombat Annihilation. But uh, another fun one and starring our least favorite person in the world, um, the Doom adaption from like, when we were in high school with Carl Urban and The Rock, is actually a pretty fun movie. I really really enjoyed that one at the time. That was a that was a DVD rental sensation in our house well, you just <laughs> reminded me i have to take my weekly rock dump um i just saw <laughs> news before we started filming and I, I genuinely i wasn't gonna bring this up i was like you know what it's tired we need a break <laughs> I, I should give him a break he needs it right now he's losing everything but fuck it um his hit movie black adam which i'm sure you've heard has had fantastic reviews mm. uh, it got released to streaming and it got released to streaming, I can't remember which platform, around the same time as, like, the 12-year-old movie Prisoners. Oh. <laughs> um, the Dennis Denis Villeneuve, Jake Gyllenhaal, Hugh Jackman that movie. That is a good movie. And, you know, but it's an old movie, and you would anticipate that, you know, especially with superhero movies, there are people like you and I that are like, oh, I'm not going to see that one, I'll just wait till it hits. Sure. And it got obliterated by Prisoners, I think. Really? <laughs> like, by, like, a margin of, like, 8 to 1. That must be HBO Max, no? Because Warner I think, Brothers? Yes. Yeah. Yes, I think so. Um, but they're all these, yeah. There's The, the headlines are tough. The, it's like, the headlines were like, The Rock's baby project takes a massive dump to 12-year-old film. I was like, jeez, you, you guys want his head. You're meaner than I am. Um, My preteen beat the shit out of a baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, wow. being on a pharmacy doesn't help you in the realm of quality, Dwayne. So uh, there you go. Yeah, but no, Doom, good movie, fun stuff. They did like they did like a first person shooter scene in the movie that I remember just like blew me away. It was so fucking awesome. Really, never saw that movie. Yeah, it was good. Like again, cheesy, so I'll get it. But it was it was was a fun romp. I think more than anything, I want to watch the original Mortal Kombat now. Oh, for sure. Oh, we should do it next time we're together. That should be our movie night. Dude, we have so many things we need to watch together. But yes, I agree. And we should can we should confer about that by the way we need to make some plans we need to see some things yeah. maybe we wait for sober january to be over yeah. the know, wives almost... the, i know you're listening we're watching mortal Kombat, so yeah we'll, uh... <laughs> we'll see uh okay i think we can probably end here grant i think so yeah god what an episode what a milestone thank you again to the comic book shop we really appreciate the support thank you for listening if you've made it this far if you have made it this far show them some love 
And, uh, you know, if it's your first time listening, make sure to subscribe on Spotify, follow us on Instagram at Part-Time Otaku Podcast, rate us on iTunes, so on and so forth. Listen to us where you can listen to podcasts. You would know that because you're here. Uh, I think that's about it. Grant, you may say the thing. Bye, guys. Cheers.